Welcome back to the Tea and Cognac Session. This is your girl O'Brien, a.k.a. O.B., a.k.a. O. Coming to you with episode 20 here in Kansas City, Missouri. Today's topic, trauma, mental health, oh my. So y'all know what trauma is, yes? Uh, Simplest definition, deeply distressing or disturbing experiences. Uh, I know I've mentioned a few times about in the healing process, you'll heal one layer just to resurface some other shit, right? I'm going to talk a little bit about this experience, y'all, that has just really been wow. Um, I'm on a, I'm in training, started a new job, great, loving it thus far, sent me to Independence for uh, some detailed training and most well I ain't gonna say most a lot of people don't know a lot of details about my uh, upbringing and where we stayed and whatnot and I want to say from eighth grade all the way through high school we stayed in a motel and at the time you know uh, I was a kid so it did. It bothered me because, of course, other kids teased me, made fun of me, talked about me. The bus stopped right in front of the motel, so uh, I was always the topic and whatever. But deep down, it didn't bother me because I was with my family. It was my mother, my stepdad, two brothers, myself, in one double-size hotel room uh, for quite some time. And... I didn't question it until I become an adult why we were there so long. I just remember other families, parents, adults being upset when they found out where we stayed. Now that I'm an adult and I look back and uh, again, I'm I'm in a hotel room and I started off okay. I was leery and a little nervous and I didn't know what exactly because, hold that thought. I've been bragging to my boyfriend and my son for all week now. A a whole week I have been talking about how they are on my nerves and how I am going to appreciate this little 24-hour getaway. And if there's a jacuzzi up in this camp, I'm going to be in it. And just went on and on and on to get here and find out. (laughs) I would be reliving a childhood trauma that I completely forgot about. And now I'm sitting here and I'm really reflecting, right? Because I, I've completely freaked out um, my significant other. He's like, what What happened? What What did they do? You, you're not telling me something because why are you crying? And um, the room reminded me of what, where I used to live. And the more I really just, entertain that the more the walls closed in and the more I just didn't want to be here and that's the long-term effect from something so so long ago I'll be 34 years old this year so I was what 13 12 years old something that long ago having that kind of effect on me caught me off guard because I you know, it's it's not the fanciest. It's 
it's okay. They're gonna ask me how it was and I gotta put on this face of, it was okay. I cried all night. I woke up every hour. Um, he, my boyfriend tried to stay up with me and kinda, you know, uh, help comfort me, but thank God for technology and video call. <laughs> Cause it, it did help, but it, it just enough to, you know, fake it. Sleep 30 minutes, wake up, fall back asleep, wake 30 minutes. You know, it was just, it, it just wasn't a good night. So post-traumatic stress um, is what I'm experiencing. And it's not a mental illness. That is not a mental illness. That's a psychological injury. That's something that I didn't even realize would be something I would have to heal. I honestly don't even know how to heal this other than... I can't stay in this type of room. It has to definitely look more like a home. So maybe an Airbnb or something of that nature. But I'm definitely going to have to have a conversation with management going forward like this. I have to go to training today and mentally I'm just, I've been up all night, just stressed the hell out. Um, didn't know it was a trigger. And that's what I, I want to reiterate with all of this healing and self-care and mental health. There's triggers. There's shit that's setting you off, upsetting you, and you, you got to work on identifying what and why. Um, when, it, when the two came together, like, okay, you're in this space, and, you know, what, what is it? And it's, it's just reliving that. Um, it wasn't the nicest hotel. It was a motel. First of all, there is a difference. And, you know, it, it just wasn't nice. And it was a long, drawn-out experience, like five years. So, um, that fight-or-flight freeze kicked in last night, real deal. And, um, you know, I got a couple more hours before I go to go into the office. And I'm just rattled my cage is just turned over and um I don't know what to say so um you know it's definitely giving it the time it needs and I I spent so many years in shame about that about where we lived and I didn't participate in sports. I didn't really enjoy my high school years because of the stigma of this motel. I did not enjoy my life at that time. Those years were, I don't know, cer certain areas were great, but most areas was always this uncomfortable, embarrassing, ashamed, I don't know. But like I said, I was a kid at the time. So the fact that I was just with my mom and my brothers and stepdad made it okay. We were together and that's all that was important to me at the time. But now that I look back on it, it's like, I don't know if that was a good thing or not. We stayed together, but we, we're not close as adults now. And I think there's resentments and whatnot stemmed from those experiences. So... Um, don't know how much you guys know about ACEs, the adverse childhood experience, you know, it scores, uh, you know, your traumatic, uh, distressing, disturbing, 
disturbing experiences. So that can be abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, neglect. It breaks it down into so many different things. I believe it's a total of 10 uh, traumatic experiences that can affect a mental state, mental development of the child. So your your kiddo is acting out, but it's there's a reason. If they went through some stuff, they had to witness some stuff, uh, couch surfing and uh, any homeless, any any unhealthy, toxic stresses uh, did something to the mental development. And um, you 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 gotta identify it and know that remove the shame because first off. You know, our parents did the best they could with what they had, but we've come quite a ways and just that my son is 10 years old and the information on mental health and um, well-being has changed quite a bit from just 10 years ago. 10 years ago, the conversation was being had, but not on this level. Now we know that traumatic experiences is translated through DNA. So uh, that means your, your mother... Whatever stress she was under during your pregnancy, that that translated into your DNA, and now that's weakened your resilience. And the more I'm learning about that, and the more I think about my own, just my own family, my mother and my grandmother come from Tennessee and Missouri. You know, we got some of the most heinous, evil history in this area. And for women to women and men to witness, you know, hangings and 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 different racial adversities and 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 in fear of your life at times, and then wrapping involving yourself in whatever toxic relationship with a man because of that lacking in a in a positive male role model, it's just the cycle that perpetuates and. You know, you, you got to recognize these generational curses. It's real. It's fact. Now it's how are we really addressing it? Um, I don't know. Not yet anyway. I just know not to compare my trauma to others. And that's what a lot of us make the mistake in doing. Oh, well, my experience was a whole lot worse and a whole lot more traumatic. Well, Maybe. But we're not going to get caught up in tit for tat and who went through worse and whatever. All I know is mentally, this has affected some real key points in my thinking and um, how I how I can, uh, my cognitive shit just went left. Like, I just, he just, he, my, oh. <laughs> and if I sound a little rattled and everywhere, it's because I'm literally living the shit right now. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. I slept on the edge of the bed. I slept with a light on. There's a wasp in my room. I pretty much just had the conversation with this thing. Look, you stay on your side of the room. I'll stay on this edge of the bed. I don't want no smoke. And, you know, I didn't bring my Lysol. So I, I do have some OCD about germs and other things that, um, happen. This alarm is going to go off and I did not stop it before. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I think I got it. But anyway, sorry. Um, I'm everywhere because I'm literally still in this room and can't go to the office till probably like nine. So I got to figure out how to burn at least an hour 
because it's too cold to be outside. So I'm going to go down here to the Continental Breakfast, praying that at least it, it'll be half decent. And um, yeah, I, I, don't compare. Don't compare yourself. Don't compare your struggle. I saw one of my bestest homies last night. Shout out to Akira Warren. That girl is my bread, my butter. I love her to no end. And I keep telling her her mother is somewhere absolutely proud of her. Because she has become one of the strongest, most well-rounded women. I never claimed perfect. But she's next to it. You know what I mean? Like... I would, I would, I don't know what I wouldn't do for her. It's easier to say that. I, she's been there for me in some of the most, first off, it would be her mother that took me in when we lived at the motel. She worked in the kitchen and she just saw a little black girl with no friends living in a motel. And just took me in. No questions asked. Her heart was just beautiful. And. I have just an absolute respect for her. No matter what others have to say about it. Or how they feel about me. She. Will always get. My love. And my affection. And when I can help. And when she needs something. You damn right, I'm helping her because when I need something, this girl has let me drive her cars for weeks at a time. She's given me her house key. She's letting she's let me invade her life. Every time my life goes left, she opens her door no matter what her chaos is. So she's like absolutely that one person that is consistent, supportive, loving, and just everything to me and absolutely part of the healing process in my trauma because that damn motel did more things to me than I really want to give it credit for but the first step is admitting the first step is accepting or I'm sorry the second step is accepting and then put those steps in place how do I take care of myself how do I heal from this how do I not do the fight the fight flight or freeze And not panic and just let it upset my whole world. It steps. It steps. So, um, yeah, that's today's topic. I I really didn't do well with this at all. So, I just thought I would talk about it. And um, maybe it would be helpful to someone else. They can reflect. And, yeah, that's what that is. You know, kind of moment that appears. When when I realized what it was, it was like, oh, shit, that's a topic? <laughs> I didn't even know. Because I'll go out of town with whatever family members and whatnot. We usually will get a nice, large, sweet, kind of connected rooms. And my experience with those is it does, it, they're nicer. So a little more upscale, I guess. You know, I guess that $20 in in that fee makes the difference, uh, for sure. So, (laughs) um, I, yeah, I can't do this again, though. This is the setup for, oh, shit, I would rather sleep in the tub or in the car. But since I didn't even drive, I gotta really push through this. So, I did. 
Um, so now I know, I will admit, this is PS, PTSD, and um, this is a trigger. This this definitely sent me flying off into space. So, whew, episode 20. We've made 20 episodes. I just want to take a second to say thank you for my listeners. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for the support. Uh, you know, it's it's real. And um, I, when I identified those that needed to be removed, uh, the prayer was remove those that don't belong and bring those that do closer. And it seems like the more I say that, the more I really feel that that's exactly what's happening. I've been connected with some of the most wonderful people ever. And I don't want to give them too much kudos just because they're brand new in my life. I've known them a month, two months, you know, kind of thing. But the spirit doesn't lie. And that energy does not lie. And it's genuine. And these these few characters that have come into my life have been just wonderful. Wonderful people. Need them. And um, me and my uh, instructor for that parent leadership class, we were just having a little quick convo about... Why is it we just come running to this class every week and like we are hurt that we haven't had class for the last two weeks? It's because we found our tribe. It's because we done found like minds that have been through similar shit. We've come from very different backgrounds, but somehow we are not that much uh, set apart. We, we, we've all had some real shit happen to us. And when you sit down at the table and talk about it, we're not that much different. Yes, my hair is thick. Yes, my skin is dark, but I still bleed red, and we have went through the same shit. Pretty much verbatim. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, um, I think how we're going to deal with racism and all these issues is we we have to have more of these sessions coming together, uniting, um, repairing relationships in our community, all of it. It's like a whole revamp, so... Got to do the work. Got to do the work and got to be honest about it, too. I don't want to hear about what I've been doing and how I did it and all of that. Nah, because at the end of the day, that community focus report for the city of Springfield done told some real shit. And I don't want to hear it. So you people with your titles and, you know, inclusion and all of that, and you ain't even black (laughs) or you ain't even no kind of color. You just you a whole white person, huh? But you the leader in diversity and inclusion Mm, mm, mm. they need help city of springfield gonna pay me to consult them that's what that's what i'm gonna speak into existence they gonna find people like me that were born there had to go to a different city to grow up came back and we're gonna fix us because we we waiting on our government and that's not that's not gonna be who fixes us i've said it before so, all right, y'all, I ain't going to keep you long. I'm going to let you go now. Uh, just check me out on Facebook, The Jill of Most Trades, OSD page. You can look me up on LinkedIn, O'Brien St. James Daniels. Uh, the Melanin Initiative is still kicking, still gathering information, still working on the documentary, The Pioneers of Springfield, The Melanated Pioneers of Springfield. Uh, making connections, uh, having meetings, talking, running my mouth. So you know what I do, baby. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting again. Just really grateful. Uh, I'm going to be back. Told you we're going to wrap it up for the season. Going to do a few more episodes. And uh, we're going to call it good before all the holidays and whatnot hit. So 
Uh, let me know when I uh, get ready to do season two. Who's going to be uh, my interview? I got a couple lined up. I'm excited about it. There's some wonderful people with great titles in the community. Going to give us some real deal, how they feel, what the experience is. So it's going to be great. So, okay, take care. Until next time, be easy and know that you have favor. All right, then.